welcome back to our podcast in Mindsight. It's wonderful to be back this week with the topic of religion. But before we get into that, Yasin, how was your week? What do you want to share with us? <laughs> What's been moving to this week? What's been annoying? Oh, many things. Um, no, <laughs> weeks. I wanted to almost say this week's been solid, but I decided to not make a tradition to say it every single episode. So this week was good, actually. Oh. Um, yeah, it's the only thing I've noticed is that the week seemed to get by so incredibly fast lately. I don't know why weeks to me seem like, like a week seems like a day maybe for me lately. I don't know what it is. Is it the same for you or am I just going crazy? I don't know. Like the weeks going fast, uh, going fast, going by fast. Oh my gosh, English. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I don't know. I mean, it always goes by fast for me when there is like a lot to do. Like um, during the semester when there were <laughs> when I had to like work <laughs> 100 hours a week or so <laughs> that that went by yeah. I don't know quite quickly because I uh, yeah I don't know you have something to do you don't sit around uselessly <laughs> okay so, so I'm I'm gonna take I, it but as I don't know what what sign. it's about your life that makes it don't know yeah I guess I'm gonna take it as a good sign I'm just gonna say that I work so much that it just goes by so quickly and that's the reason um, sure. <laughs> Let's take it as an excuse. No, uh, other yes. than that, there was actually a funny incident with my little brother yesterday. Um, before we went to sleep, he like likes to talk to me and my mother sort of what his plan for the next day is like. And usually it's, oh, it's just like a nice thing sort of... Yeah, but usually it's just sort of trash talking, you know. It's just, I'm going to do this <laughs> and this and I'm going to... You know, and... At, and when the day comes, he usually just does whatever. Um, but yesterday he was like, <laughs> yeah, I want to wake up at 6 a.m. And then I want to go jog around the block. And then I want to shower and have a breakfast and plan my day. And I want to get done with everything by t uh, 2 p.m. so I can play for the rest of the day. And I was like, damn, <laughs> waking up at 6 a.m. going jogging. That's pretty, that's pretty crazy. But it, it low-key made me proud, <laughs> you know. As the bigger brother, I was yeah. low-key like, okay, yes. My mom was, yeah, my mom was shocked. She was like, okay, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Waking up at 6 a.m. and going that jogging. That boy got motivation. <laughs> yeah. David Goggins would be proud. Yeah, but, but 6 a.m., yeah, damn, quite funny. as a student here, that's like, I don't know, parallel universe for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Same. Oh, nice. But yeah, had, had other than fun. that... Yeah, other than that, pretty good week. Nothing major to complain about. Yeah, that's it, pretty much. <laughs> what about your week? Very nice. Yeah, um, I just like came back at the time of the recording here. I just came back like from my last philosophy exam this semester, which apparently I, I'd say went quite good because like the guy who's taking the notes next to the professor, he meant like yeah until so far i think yours has been the best exam <laughs> it was like oh, oral man, that's great <laughs> which was like oh cool because it felt like quite different from that because like in philosophy like i don't know they ask everything you say is like uh they they ask another question very critically about what you just like <laughs> proclaimed there and you think like oh shit I should have thought about that. <laughs> yeah, so sort of trying to get you out of balance. Yeah, yeah. Trying to not make your trip. Depends. I mean, not intentionally in the sense of, oh, pesky students, we want to throw them off here. <laughs> get, let's give them bad yeah, grades sure. and stuff. Just, yeah, like those, those. Yeah, just to, to, to make you think, to get to know how well you can think through stuff. Yeah, nice. but that went quite well. And... Um, what I also like managed to do this week is, um, <laughs> that sounds weird if you say it like that, but I wrote myself a constitution, <laughs> a oh, personal okay. constitution. 
you got to elaborate on that. Yes. <clears throat> so or you could like translate it also with like a personal mission statement in that sense. Um, what's that exactly? Well, um, countries have constitutions where they like um, proclaim their like basic values and their principles and the standards like the whole system is based on. And that's what you can also like imagine with a um, personal mission statement, a personal constitution there. And that's what like I wrote for myself. <laughs> yeah, up to now there are like yeah i i like made did a little bit of brainstorming for an hour or two in the evening someday and then the next day i wrote it down into like 10 solid principles i want to live by the next few like months or weeks <laughs> or in general i mean it's Very up for change cool. but yeah cool like okay so it's kind it's of not sorry go no. ahead <laughs> yeah okay like one addition it's kind of like you you know you know that metaphor you can like <laughs> get up that ladder as quickly as you want but if it's like standing at the wrong wall then <laughs> you got a problem <laughs> yeah because you won't get where you want to get and like uh that was kind of a thing that uh yeah determined where i want to place my ladder which i want to go up <laughs> interesting yeah so it's not like a let's say value system or it's kind, it's kind of is. goals oh no no goals there aren't like mm, or well kind of goals are implicitly stated in there you know like <laughs> okay. in the german basic law like there's uh, human dignity and stuff and like that sort of also implies that okay we don't want to kill other people <laughs> and it's the same with that there are like uh, basic principles um, i don't know i want to share my knowledge and stuff and that kind of implies the goals okay, but the, the goals i i think i want to start making like weekly goals from now on where i always like keep those principles in mind and yeah we'll see how it goes interesting cool maybe maybe i will try that too sounds <laughs> sounds like a very interesting thing to do yeah you ju just cool. like the danger is that you stick to principles which actually don't like fit you that well so it's up mm. for review all time i guess the yeah of life. course <laughs> all righty yeah sounds great so like here with our value and belief system let's get into <laughs> exactly very nice <laughs> nice nicely done yeah let's get into religion yeah. And yeah, as Elias said in the beginning, we're going to talk about religion, our religious beliefs, what we think about the church, if you can say the church or, you know, the churches, uh, <laughs> the churches and, you know, all kinds of different manifestations of religious belief and all that. And yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited to be honest. I think it's going to be a very interesting episode <laughs> yeah, as we'll always. See, we'll see. Um, Maybe let's start with some personal stuff as to how we grew up concerning, you know, religion, religious beliefs, yeah, uh, and what church maybe. Do you want <laughs> to start? Yeah, um, I'd say I grew up like <laughs> mediocrely, like uh, <laughs> uh, focused on like um, belief in religion. Um, I grew up as a like a Roman in the Roman Catholic kind of way. I mean, I'm from the countryside and stuff, and especially like my grandparents, they placed a lot of focus on that. I'd say, um, but I don't know. It kind of like <laughs> never appealed that much to me, um, and so like, am I interested in it? Kind of, I don't know. During I grew up, like until recently maybe the interest was quite low let's say <laughs> and i'm <laughs> i i i don't know when i was the last time in a church like for <laughs> praying and the stuff you do there i, I think that was like uh, I, over two years ago <laughs> yeah um so nowadays i i think i i i don't have to do that much with uh god or let's uh, rather like, let's say like the church system and stuff <laughs> mm -hmm. um i uh, just some like uh philosophical um concepts of there are quite nice to know or to like think through especially like uh, also eastern <laughs> philosophies there like buddhism and stuff you know 
that what yeah. seems to be appealing to many people nowadays meditation yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly we're gonna get into that i think that's an interesting point meditation and praying and all that mm. but would you say you believe in like a personal god as roman catholics usually believe in okay like some person that created the world and is like yeah not a person but like you know, some um, concept <laughs> yeah some transcendent being thing yeah exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> being is better than thing yeah, sure. <laughs> do you believe in that do you believe in something oh, transcendent like... <laughs> that controls life and all that oh, or are you well, like well. nope science says I mean, it isn't possible i think science can't even say anything about that that much sure um, it was just from yeah. like the scientific perspective i'd say um there's this kind of sort of determinism here <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know all the physical principles all the uh, principles from physics seem to kind of work out and more or less determine how <laughs> stuff goes apart from quantum physics for those of you who <laughs> like got uh, the knowledge about that stuff um yeah there might be a god um and i don't want to say that he doesn't exist or like this being doesn't exist or those beings don't exist um it's just that i think they don't really uh, take influence in our world <laughs> in the sense of like oh uh, the wrath of the gods will be upon you you didn't um <laughs> follow the 10 um demand how are they called Man- Com- commandments. commandments yes yeah. <laughs> because i know that definitely not going that way interesting okay so what i hear is a more let's say agnostic approach Mm -hmm. so you you don't necessarily believe in a god but you don't exclude the possibility of such a being being present in some way shape or form yeah but at the same time you don't think that this transcendent being has any kind of influence upon our lives well maybe it hasn't we don't know but (laughs) as far as physics and uh, science is concerned not that much maybe it's not that far developed yet science and to scientific method and stuff but yeah i I don't want to exclude the possibility of that but um like as many religions maybe proclaim that you have to live faithfully to their principles and stuff because otherwise you will get i don't know to hell or stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's i I, i'd say (laughs) to put it like (laughs) in a a not that objective way that's bullshit (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have a lot of angry religious people commenting oh yeah like just Um, just so that (laughs) that there won't be that many angry comments i mean everything we're saying here is like yeah I don't know, more or less from our subjective standpoint here. Exactly. We are no theologists. Yeah. And <laughs> it's <laughs> exactly. just like it's having a nice say, discussion here. <laughs> exactly. Just a discussion, our personal subjective opinion. Um, interesting. So a bit of agnostic approach with believing that if there is such a transcendent being, he or she or it or whatever doesn't necessarily have direct influence in our lives. It doesn't, maybe concepts. it has, but doesn't want to take it. Yeah. <laughs> okay and concepts like hell and heaven you know where good people and bad people go that, yeah, that just bullshit. seems like made up from the <laughs> church system and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah I, I also like differentiate maybe between the um, concept the religion wants to portray and what church is actually like doing <laughs> with that concept that exists there yeah you know? <laughs> interesting um yeah cool maybe i'm gonna start with some of my personal (laughs) upbringing my religious upbringing so i grew up sort of as a romanian orthodox and for those who don't know you know there's an orthodox church um which is also part of christianity and there are different churches there's like the russian orthodox church there's the serbian orthodox church the greek the romanian the i don't know italian maybe uh sort of uh, like different a quick question like what's what's the difference <laughs> yeah difference are the differences are more or less only based in culture like they include some of the traditions 
from that culture in their religious rituals and all of that for example certain things that um maybe traditional rituals in romania are sort of in some shape included in the religious rituals in the romanian orthodox okay, church yeah. um so when it comes to differences like in the um in the belief or in you know answers to a religious question there really isn't any difference that's why they're all part of the same church the orthodox church but every country every area has sort of their own little different rituals maybe their churches look a bit differently for example russian orthodox church looks vastly different from a romanian orthodox church or a greek orthodox church um but yeah there are these are you know pretty insignificant things mm -hmm. mostly so yeah i grew up as a romanian orthodox but what i really appreciate about my upbringing is that i never feel pressure to believe a certain way i never feel pressure to just take everything for granted and you know be this uh, fanatic religious <laughs> person uh, i actually always had a lot of discussions with my mother who's pretty religious but uh, she's far from being fanatic or anything she always encouraged me to you know ask critical questions and mm -hmm. uh, if there was a question she maybe wasn't able to answer she encouraged me to go to priests and talk to them and ask those questions so it was very <laughs> did you actually yeah, do that pressured yeah oh, many times many times <laughs> and i must say sometimes i was pretty disappointed in uh, in their answers and uh, pretty disappointed in the way they sort of uh, discuss certain topics with me but you know that's for another time maybe um yeah know. so I that's think sort I'd of my like, upbringing i fit i think that fits actually quite well there maybe like even the priests or people you talk to which even study that stuff aren't that um solid in i don't know their belief or like if somebody questions it then it gets hard so it gets hard to answer those questions maybe you can like go a bit into that I mean, we have the time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> If you want um, to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, of course. Um, I don't remember the specific questions, but oftentimes I very much felt like any time I brought up logic and scientific <laughs> facts, while they were not like abandoning those arguments, they were very much... Yeah, sort of, I feel like sort of ignoring them and mm -hmm. sort of trying to find a, a theological response around those facts and around my arguments. And oftentimes <laughs> so like I, twisting and turning until something. Yeah, exactly. And out, I maybe. never really felt like the answer was really, uh, the question was really answered. I mm -hmm. feel like many times it was just, uh, at the end of the day, just yeah just believe have faith uh one day you're gonna understand <laughs> and i'm like oh, sure oh, i mean yeah there are certain things that maybe with age with more wisdom and all that you get to understand better but <laughs> <laughs> but using that excuse every time doesn't seem uh yeah doesn't seem that's not like kind a of solid approach. argumentation there <laughs> yeah but that isn't didn't happen all too often i i would say maybe 20% of the time, 25% maybe. Uh, all the other times I felt like they appreciated the fact that I was asking questions and they mm. were really trying to uh, to give an answer that's based in, not in complete ignorance towards scientific facts <laughs> and all that. They were actually trying yeah. to come up with a good answer. And no, that, yeah, I that, appreciate that's that. That's been like one of the biggest mistakes of the church so far. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. like contradict the scientific method and oh no the earth is the center of the universe and stuff <laughs> exactly yeah. and then i don't know how many years later oh oops we were wrong mm. we are sorry but yeah <laughs> too late <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but at least i mean some processes there some structures seem to change uh, at the moment quite a bit I mean, in yes. Christianity here, like in um, the Catholic Church, um, the role of women seems to get more and more important. And also that whole abuse topic 
especially here in Germany, seems yes. to like you know, get handled more or less openly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like many topics that were maybe sort of taboo just a few years ago mm. start to you know start to come to the surface, and people in the church or you know in the Catholic Church, maybe also in the Orthodox Church and Christianity as a whole, let's say, start to talk about these issues more more yeah. openly, which is important. I actually remember a an interview interview we watched in uh, in like religion class. I think you were there. Like oh, grade, for all those guys that. out there, like Germany is kind of special. We're in that sense, we still have like religion <laughs> as an subject in school <laughs> yes. like in france yeah. for example a lot of you from france you don't have that for example and exchange students always are like damn why the hell do you have that <laughs> we are, have also <laughs> like the that? option of choosing <laughs> ethics which is quite nice but yeah. yeah do we actually know why we do do still have that i have no i think in bavaria it's just very much rooted in tradition mm. and culture to be religious and maybe therefore they don't try to push it away from schools too soon or you know yeah, they try to keep it up in some could also way. be that there was like some kind of contract 200 years ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly this contract will will be valid until 2050 i mean uh, there are still <laughs> some kind of uh, contracts from 300 years ago to, from the french revolutions yeah. when like um they took like all the land and territory of the church and still to nowadays germany has to pay the church for that <laughs> that they took yes. away the territory so nah something like that maybe but sorry for interrupting like uh, we watched an interview of some sort oh yes <laughs> I, I almost forgot <laughs> yeah thanks for reminding me so we watched an interview in religion class um no i i don't think you were there i think it was in 11th grade yes where I wasn't there anymore. a <laughs> yeah, where a young woman was talking to like a, a bishop of I don't remember of what city. Anyways, a bishop of the uh, Catholic Church mm -hmm. about how she was sexually abused by a priest, and it was very just very interesting to see that like, they were face to face in just a small room, two chairs, <laughs> and they were sitting opposite each other. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and on the one, you know, there was the bishop and there was this woman who was abused and she talked openly about it and about her experiences in the church because she wanted actually to be a, how how do I say this in English, member of the church, you know, the women who, who kind of dedicate their life to the church. Mm -hmm. How do you call them? I don't know specifically what you want to say with that. You know, like, I think sisters, maybe, you know, uh -huh. like when, when you decide to kind of... Oh, okay, okay. Oh, damn, how is that called in English? Like, wait, I, I, we can look that up quickly. I, I Google. <laughs> sure. I think it's something like sister or... Um, it's like... When you, I don't know what's the exact name, like when you join some kind of order, is it called yeah, that way? Yeah, exactly. When you join this church and sort of just live in the church from then on and uh, don't really have too much outside contact and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's called an order. <laughs> I, I, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, that, so she wanted to be part of, she wanted to be part of something like that. <laughs> I hope you guys get what we are referring to <laughs> and yeah she just talks about how she was abused and uh, how ever since she had a sort of difficult relationship with the church mm -hmm. and with religious belief um understandably i mean and yeah it was just very interesting to see how she sort of confronted him about that and how he was acknowledging that it is a problem and he wasn't trying to minify her experiences or you know say something like oh yeah that doesn't happen it doesn't happen so often it's just one case and i don't know how many he was actually acknowledging her mm -hmm. and respecting her and yeah it was a very very nice thing to see so there's definitely a change in the sort of landscape of 
the church. Which, in my opinion, is also necessary because if that system wants to survive the 21st century, I mean, we see so many <laughs> yes. people leaving the church. Personally, I'm also like thinking about doing that in the future. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, if, if they don't turn progressive now, then they that decline will definitely like <laughs> uh, continue and maybe even accelerate. Yeah, but you know what I find very hard about this statement to for the churches to become more progressive. Not mm -hmm. for me personally, but thinking if I was member or you know ha had a, some sort of top position in a church, and people would tell me, "Okay, you have to become more progressive. You mm -hmm. have to kind of adapt to uh, the twenty first century." I would be like, "Okay, cool," but we as a religion claim to have the path to the absolute truth the answers to solve all the questions and uh it's like hey guys look we have the truth you're only gonna find the truth here and the mm -hmm. truth is absolute it's not relative it doesn't changes it doesn't change with you know the centuries and with the sort of uh, social and political structures yeah. and then telling churches okay you gotta be more progressive you gotta change some things Uh, I think it's hard. It's very mm -hmm. hard to find the balance between changing and at the same time Sticking staying to the, the same at the core. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that that uh, highly depends on which religion you're talking about. Because um, in Christianity, like <laughs> God kind of manifested Himself in Jesus, and the Bible, for example, is just like that collection of stories which you um, have to interpret, like. That's actually like uh, um, jobs like people do and they interpret the Bible in different ways. And I think um, that the interpretation from uh, 1000 years ago um, is should uh, vastly differ from what we interpret like nowadays with those principles. Because like the way like people are thinking in a certain um, time period always affects their judgment of The stories in the bible let's say and i think uh, for uh, christianity here like um there definitely should be like a the possibility at least to interpret those principles differently on the other hand we have like um the, um, the islamic culture where um they kind of correct me if i'm wrong but i think we learn it that way in school Like for them, God like kind of manifested in himself in the um, is it called Quran in English? Too. Ah, <laughs> uh, I know what you're referring to. Yes, I um, think it was something like the Quran is the direct. It's like the speech in, of uh, God, liberation of God. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's because like, like God. Quran, um, uh, how do you call it like god said what muhammad was supposed to like write down in that sense so like it's a direct demand yeah of god. It, yeah exactly direct i think it was something like it's the direct speech of yes, god exactly. in the Quran, whereas in the bible it's uh the speech of god through the mouth of humans yeah or through like the that. interpretation of humans yes exactly And yeah so i guess for those guys it's kind of a bit more difficult to <laughs> interpret that openly if god had directly has said it that way but uh, please yeah, please uh, guys correct us if we're wrong i mean we're as we said no theologists there. we're amateurs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah interesting i think the point you touched upon which was you know it's very much especially the bible it's very much based on interpretation of the different uh sort of different directions in christianity mm. also and like from our time period exactly yeah. and i think um although i feel like most churches acknowledge that and say okay what is said in the bible has to be somewhat interpreted in a historic context mm. uh, the people maybe back then didn't know any better and that's why it's written like that or that's why uh, the church 200 years ago uh, decided to do that but It's, again, I, I have no problem with that. I just start <laughs> to, I just try to think from the perspective of the churches mm -hmm. who say, okay, we have the absolute truth. The Bible is the word of God and all that. But 
our interpretation changes every 50 years and suddenly <laughs> what was idea, but, mm. yeah but suddenly what was the absolute truth 50 years ago today isn't anymore and what is today the absolute truth in uh, 50 years and 100 years from now will change again and so on i think it's very hard for the churches in that aspect to still be credible and believable yes, for yes the people definitely i mean especially like for um the the elder amongst us <laughs> yeah. which like experienced how church was maybe uh yeah 50 years ago as you said they might like not be very much in favor of the changes we experience nowadays i mean role of women for example um yeah i understand what you're saying um but also i think like the bible always like in the um sense of the church always has to be like applied to the modern phenom phenomena which we didn't have 50 years ago so i think you can kind of more or less <laughs> sneak your way through there <laughs> by yeah. like applying it to um, modern things like yeah, i don't know the internet or <laughs> women's rights movements and stuff you know mm. and because you didn't have them back like 100 years ago or even longer i think you can like yeah. create some sort of new interpretation new truth because there are new things that shape our society yeah definitely but i actually want to yeah, go ahead i actually want to talk about something you mentioned in the intro or in the beginning which is that you t sort of take religion and belief and faith and all that and sort of pick some philosophical ideas or concepts that may be interesting to Ooh, discuss, to talk about, to think about. Now. No, 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 not which, <laughs> not which. <laughs> uh, but I would be interested to hear what your opinion is concerning science versus religion in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Because there yeah. certainly are people who are fanatic let's say about science and uh, <laughs> any sort of concepts, philosophical concepts or religious concepts uh, have no place in society, whereas there are also a lot of fanatic people on the religious mm -hmm. side. What's your stance sort of on that religion versus science? Yeah, I kind of want to introduce you to an argument here that we did in philosophy this semester, more or less, like... And because if you like have this really hard standpoint that only science can give you the objective truth, then there's also not that much space for some uh, kind of philosophies that maybe are thinking about the nature of human beings <laughs> and stuff. Um, yeah. And so it goes as um, follows: like um, science always has like this claim that only the scientific method, like the differentiation between true and wrong, and like um, the importance of the experiment as a validating factor <laughs> of theories and stuff. Um, science has like this kind of reductionistic approach there that everything can be described by science and uh reality is uh has only to be discovered by science in that sense which i think is more or less uh, critical <laughs> i mean <laughs> many aspects which we thought we couldn't describe a few hundred years ago are now very well understood um might, might also be the case with the human brain in a few years but um it's very apparent that like science is not able to explain all aspects of uh, life in that sense i mean what what is for example the meaning of our existence why are we here or like uh, what what is the meaning of death what is creativity why do we even need that why do we have that i mean you could get kind of into um bio biology there and argue with evolution and whatever but yeah. it still doesn't i don't know it still doesn't feel like that fulfilling of an answer to me there yeah or maybe it's like the so you think that's that's sort of where religion and philosophy comes in to answer those questions yeah, that we that, may that, not have an answer that's like to kind yet. of uh, the thing where the argument goes further but like i have a good quote here which describes like the situation i just described um 
from uh, Wittgenstein, <laughs> that's the English pronunciation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we feel that even when all possible scientific questions have been answered, the problem of life remain completely untouched. Problems of life, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like Interesting. The, yes. the thing that, the things that we experience in daily life, they how how should we live, for example, in a, which way which way um makes up a fulfilled life? which basically like the whole <laughs> lecture this semester was about. Um, so we kind of also have um, different means to access reality um, from uh, science, different from science, the scientific method. And you could argue that maybe music, maybe art, and also religion and philosophy um, serve as kind of access points to um, life as a whole. Um, the problem is for like, more or less claiming absolute truth like <laughs> the church maybe often seems to do or maybe claiming some sort of truth um if you're not using the scientific method which i think is very well a very valid approach um you have to like include some sort of argumentation like your principles shouldn't be like i don't know far-fetched they should be uh yeah self uh, in themselves like very coherent and not like also based on logic in some sense in that if i can say so and also they should like aim for some sort of generality like not the very particular really particularistic approach here um in the sense of oh we just described this one phenomena here <laughs> we, exactly. we want to have like yeah. a theory that's very solid in many approaches and here like we already see that music and art they don't argue and they don't claim generality so they can't they aren't that well of an uh, access point to reality let's say mm -hmm. and with religion okay they they kind of aim at generality they want to give a solid principle for everyone but the problem i see there is that they don't argue that much they if we go with uh, with islam then they just say okay god gave it to us the principles and well everything that's not kind of part of uh, what humans can experience like god for example like i, I think nobody of us spoke to god yet <laughs> that's where it's no. kind of maybe more or less far-fetched and from yeah me. and with philosophy uh, philosophy is um like always arguing so like philosophy can be seen as a, a more or less valid approach to reality here sure interesting <laughs> so but you know what i see in religions is that or not what i see i think religion is deeply rooted in faith it's this idea of okay we believe certain principles and certain uh certain let's say absolute truths about how life works and how life was created and all that but we don't have any evidence for it mm. and therefore there's this aspect where this faith and belief comes in you just yeah, you just yeah. believe something even though you may not have enough or any evidence at all i mean so if you say it like that way then you could also argue that the scientific method is just some sort of belief in logic because who argues that true and false are like those <laughs> principles we should believe or just are absolute principles maybe there could be another approach to reality then true and false and the experiment yeah so definitely. what i want to say like um we have those different paradigms parad paradigms parad yeah you know paradigms yeah. <laughs> paradigms <laughs> um that are like next to each other and we don't have like a uh, kind of meta paradigm meta or, uh, like a super paradigm that's standing above all and can see into all of them and determine which one is true and false they are kind of yeah. all next to each other and they kind of yeah you could, if you argue against another paradigm in your own worldview then it's just an expression of how you think and how you, your worldview works but it's like not a valid argument against the other because your worldview isn't standing above the other if you if you get what i want to say here yeah definitely but i think that's a very uh, let's say theoretical standpoint because <laughs> certainly i think members of the let's say more scientific approach to life certainly feel like 
they are superior to religious people uh, or people who yeah. believe in kind of yeah. these religious paradigms which i'm not criticizing necessarily i'm just saying that what you said sounds very nice in theory but <laughs> i think in real life we have seen many many times over but that the just because it's like people in, in the, just because it's that way in real life doesn't mean that uh you know <laughs> that it can't be like criticized in that way or that um theories like that shouldn't exist i mean <laughs> no, no i'm not saying that i'm just um, I just find it interesting how people on the, let's say, more scientific side mm. uh, kind of laugh about religious people and uh, people on the more religious side say about scientific people that they're going to hell because they don't believe enough or uh, that, you know, I don't know, the devil's going to come knocking at their door and killing them or whatever. You know, it's just a very, very interesting dynamic between these two. Yeah. But Let's then I think if people, if also if scientific people think that way, I think they don't, didn't think it through too much. <laughs> it's just like, oh, we're doing science and science is like uh, socially acceptable and therefore we can argue <laughs> or like we can uh, see ourselves as superior. <laughs> they, yeah. yeah, they, they don't definitely... question their standpoint and like don't try to get what religion yeah. is all about, I think. I think it's definitely a question of social acceptance in, in some mm. way, as you said. Because if you say, I believe, okay, nobody says that, but if you were to say, I believe in science, I'm you know very logical and reasonable and I only argue with facts and all that, nobody's going to say anything negative necessarily about you mm. in society as a whole, let's say. Whereas yeah. when you say, okay, I believe in God and uh, maybe I believe that the earth was created in... Uh, six days and all that and the first people were adam and eve people are gonna look at you and and <laughs> think you're absolutely nuts and you're probably gonna be better off in a mental hospital mm. i think it's definitely a question of social acceptance and as everything in, is <laughs> yeah definitely in the 21st century it's just science <laughs> is way way higher on the social acceptance grading system yeah and which religion kind or of belief. like if i might want to jump i can jump in here like sure wh why is it higher in that social acceptance level um i think if you take that kind of pragmatistic approach here like how did science work out over the free last 300 years how did religion work out over the free last 300 years and we clearly see like uh big difference in uh, the way they both of them try to improve the quality of our lives i mean the scientific yeah. method got really far here nowadays we're not even sitting uh, next to each other recording the podcast here <laughs> we, we're even able like to record our speech um, we can see ourselves on like a 2d screen here i mean what science did is like very awesome <laughs> to put it that way yeah, like for human life definitely. to make everything easier to make machines and religion um on the other hand as as we kind of established religion is maybe not that progressive in that way and many beliefs still i mean still are the same <laughs> yeah so that's where yeah, the definitely. social value of like um yeah science is maybe higher than religion or that's what what makes people believe that way yeah actually an interesting quote uh i i read somewhere in also 11th grade i think uh it was about exactly this uh sort of the differences or the question of science versus religion and all that and there was some philosopher i think who says that science provides answers to the penultimate questions of life whereas religion or faith provides answers to the very last questions of life or mm. the very first um and i think that's a it's an interesting way to kind of think about it to be like okay we can uh we can prove the big bang we can we can tell what happened milliseconds after uh <laughs> all that shit exploded and we can learn about our brain we can we have those scientific methods we can talk through the phone with people yeah. in australia and all that but of course there are always you know if you 
if you pretend you're a five-year-old who always asks, but why, <laughs> you're going to get to a point where science is like, okay, we don't know yet. We don't have any evidence or mm. any hypotheses to why it is the way it is. And then religion comes in, kind of knocks on the door and says, hey, look, we have answers to all of those questions, <laughs> <laughs> or at least we claim to have them until science comes over and mm. proves us wrong or proves us right. Maybe, you know, it, it happens too rarely, but it happens. So I think it's an interesting way to think about yeah. it, to say, okay, yeah. why did the Big Bang start? What was before the Big Bang? Why do humans sort of have this moral compass? why you know why 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 you can ask till infinity and you're the, gonna come to a the point problem i see I, I, I see where you're coming from and where maybe this philosopher is coming from um the problem i see there is though um what gives religion kind of the right to argue about things that are past our experience what foundation is it uh, sort of based on i mean Okay, a book with a few thousand pages. <laughs> um, yeah. I think if you argue about those things, like what was before the Big Bang, then that's still more or less a question that should be answered on the basis of a successful model like science, um, which was able to, or is still able to, like uh, explain reality to a very uh, far extent. And like, just because science is not yet able to explain what maybe was before the big bang you still maybe can still like focus on kind of a scientific method on uh, scientific reasoning to kind of um how, how do you call it to kind of deduce what it was what could have been before that i mean there sure. are many theories like i don't know expanding universe that collapses again and <laughs> expands again and <laughs> yeah and but even then you know even then you can ask okay but what started it where was the starting point we, because i think we humans just need <laughs> oh yeah that, that that was like point. a kind of philosophy there like um some we experience that things are set in movement <laughs> and like one if you push your bottle then you are the thing that's moving your bottle but something must have yeah. like uh pushed you before into existence and stuff exactly. so like who's the exactly. ultimate mover who set everything into kind of motion into rolling here exactly no i i totally get your point i think what the philo philosophers said or maybe it was a professor i have no idea um is that you know science and religion don't have to necessarily be in conflict all the time and people mm. don't have to necessarily choose between the two as if you can only you can only listen to one. I think in many cases, science and religion can sort of complete each other in a certain way. Although, of course, at least for me, you know, if if there were a problem or a hypothesis to which neither science or religion have any sort of, let's say, evidence or any sort of answer, I will always go with science first <laughs> and yeah. listen to that. Sorry. And instead of you know instead of just saying okay but in the bible it says that i don't know it just fell out of the sky <laughs> randomly someday you know it's just i i think my point is that science and religion don't have to necessarily be in conflict mm -hmm. and that they can certainly complete each other but you have to be critical on both sides uh, although to me it seems that sometimes religious people should be more critical than let's say quote-unquote scientific people yeah yeah i think i i think people are not that critical for a reason there um or like first of all let's let's start with my viewpoint on that i think religion should definitely keep out of uh, things that are explainable with science <laughs> i mean literally <laughs> i i think they can't <laughs> They can't argue against everything that sci the scientific method has proven. Yeah. Um, I see kind of the point of religion and the life of people as some sort of um, device that can explain maybe the meaning of life to you in some sort of sense that gives you um, tools to deal with crises in your life where science or the scientific method seems to be too objective maybe even to 
really um <laughs> i mean if you describe everything with um serotonin and dopamine and <laughs> <laughs> then yeah. that seems like a too rigid a too objective approach to the subjective problems of human life and kind of the philosophical aspects of religion this philosophical theories where which have been like argued throughout the centuries for like uh, by different people against and for and you know all that stuff um which is actually like kind of maybe more or less overlapping with some philosophical theories there um those are that those i see as the main uh, attractiveness of um religion there like kind of giving you some sort of foundation for the subjective part of your life the meaning of life and that's like yeah. where um it becomes attractive to many people who are not willing to kind of think that much about <laughs> what their personal yeah, constitution exactly. might like uh, might look like <laughs> <laughs> to refer back to the intro um Nicely done. And yeah if that's like a it's a very solid belief system i think that religion kind of developed over the past 2000 years i mean millions of people fought through the problems there already more or less so it's a very solid belief system that you can turn to if you're like don't aren't willing to come up with one yourself mm -hmm. and that's like the problem for people who maybe overall aren't thinking that critical who are turning to maybe this easier option and therefore uh, give you experiences like uh, the um discussions with the priests you had that yeah. in that sense i yeah, think that's maybe a bit too harsh because they studied that whole topic <laughs> yeah yeah it's a, certainly as you said gives people a framework from for when times are hard or you know they don't see any any way out of their depression or i don't know but it's certainly It has proven to me in my life, and of course, this is <clears throat> this is highly subjective, but it has proven to me in my life that thinking about stuff yourself and trying to figure it out, no matter how hard it may be at the moment, and, you know, is always better. And it's interesting because many times my personal conclusion actually is quite aligned with certain religious mm -hmm. values. As I said, uh, like kind of you least... can take it maybe as a toolbox where you have different exactly. argumentations and of course always critically like question them but it's kind of a nice uh it's kind of okay i have a problem i'm looking at my tool table here can i use the hammer can i use the saw which will solve my problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah and religion is kind of that um tool table there <laughs> yeah exactly but you know what i see in many many religions with you know many religious people they tend to very much nitpick information and nitpick certain scenarios and certain things that mm -hmm. happened and in, be like in which okay, sense see, can you specify is... that a little more yeah i'm trying to come up with an with a good example <laughs> um always those examples i'm <laughs> i'm i'm gonna tell i'm gonna talk theory first maybe i maybe i will come up with something mm -hmm. But what I see is that many times religious people take sort of nitpick information and uh, and say, look, uh, this is this is proof that I don't know God exists. This is proof that uh, whatever is true or this story actually happened or you know all that stuff, and it's very I don't know. It's just it takes a lot of credibility from maybe concepts or values that very much are have the right to be there but with people who are very fanatic and sort of see only through the lens of religion and belief and try to find god and uh, certain values and whatever happens to them and whatever happens in the world those people sort of take from the credibility of religion Ooh, and definitely. from the credibility of certain values definitely. and even though you know people have actually studied it and people who have a wide range of knowledge in that field say hey look what you just said is nitpicking it's bullshit mm -hmm. the people who come up with all those crazy theories and <laughs> um, seem to have proof for certain things 
usually are way louder, more vocal on social media, especially. <laughs> yeah, the, the and suddenly, yeah. yeah, and suddenly an Instagram post or a Facebook post go goes viral uh, with uh, with apparent proof that whoever existed, or you know, it's just. <laughs> God is coming from the hollow earth (laughs) where the dinosaurs are still living. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I understand. I I understand what you want to say. I mean, that's um, to put it in a more theoretical sense, even that's kind of what Aristotle came up with um, 2000 years ago already in his kind of uh, theory of discussion, because there are like three parts with with three kind of aspects with which you can convince somebody else one is the argument like having a solid argumentation um one is kind of um the uh, kind of emotional aspect to the whole um, discussion not in the negative sense with um evoking emotions which are not part of the should not be part of the discussion in themselves um but there are the positive emotions. And then the third aspect is like the credibility of the person, which which yeah. you mentioned. Um, if you want to convince, exactly. you have to be a credible person um, that's virtuous, that has a good character. And that's even though that's why, like, um, I think we discussed about that in poli- about politics and in private already. Like, even though Donald Trump might have solid theories in some aspects people won't take won't won't he listen to his arguments because overall he isn't a credible person (laughs) (laughs) yes yes exactly interesting um (laughs) just a very you know very harsh cut at at this point maybe but i actually wanted to touch upon something you said in the beginning again which was you mentioned praying and meditation and sort uh-huh. of compared certain concepts of Christianity with Buddhism, for example. Yo, an interesting observation I've made over the years, or maybe it's just interesting to me, <laughs> is that almost all religions or all beliefs share very similar concepts, very similar philosophies and lessons at their core. Mm. But you know what is called what is called praying in Christianity is maybe called meditation in Buddhism is maybe called something else in another religion. Um, I feel like yep. so so many times and even the media and all over the place people focus so much on okay what makes the what makes religions different mm. what you know they they just focus so much on differences whereas I feel like or my observation is that many things are completely similar or even exactly the same (laughs) they're just different yeah for example like the golden rule which all of you might be familiar with those are uh, this is a concept that can be found in like every uh religion kind of the um, greatest common denominator to put it in maps (laughs) yes um yeah exactly yeah no so i feel like it's true as in Actually, as in many, <laughs> true, <laughs> as in actually many things, not only religion, I think also concerning politics and social problems and all that, many times the different parties, the different dis- discussion partners actually share very similar values and a very similar perspective of the future, let's say, mm. but they just focus so much on the nitty gritty and on their differences <laughs> yes. yeah. that it just goes nowhere. Yeah, they do that because they like want to constitute, they want to like create their own identity. And you can only have an identity if you're different from something else. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yes, but yes, but it's I, I just wanted to say like in the <laughs> sure. understand underlying reason for that maybe. <laughs> Which no, of, of course, of yeah, course, good questions. <laughs> I think I think what what we see as maybe radical differences and what maybe maybe the media portrays as radical differences actually in real life are very similar concepts and mm. very similar again perspectives of the future and if you just focus on them more and realize okay in 99 cases we have the exact same opinion and the ex- exact same approach 
why are we so crazy about fighting this one singular problem <laughs> or concept and yeah. don't just focus on solving the 99 issues first and then we can mm. go on and discuss uh, the singular problem for the rest of our lives if that's <laughs> if that's the goal <laughs> but yeah you yeah. get my point yeah i, I get it it's also something we mentioned before like the progressiveness aspect here what i also observed is like that the different churches or like the three main religions <laughs> like um Ju how is it called judaism Ju <laughs> judaism judaism yeah 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 um islam and christianity <laughs> oh man christianity. yeah Le yeah they kind of tend to work together more and more these days like doing a joint yeah. um how are they called mess is it called mess um <laughs> joint mess <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like when I you go to church and, and stuff yes you know, or like i know what you mean <laughs> yeah. uh yeah. i think no i think it's ah oh, man what is the word no mess it's in in german i think mess mm, yeah, but in english it's like up. we can look that up Damn, damn. The problems of making a podcast in, in English. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Joint mess. That's amazing. <laughs> no, it's called, actually. it's actually called mess just with an A and not like really? a messy room. A not mess. the messy room. So it's called like mess and yeah. <laughs> because I've, I've heard other words for it. Wait. Maybe there oh, is another one. <laughs> I, oh, I think man. there's another one which is used more often. Yeah, mess is one of them, but gosh, that's actually, <laughs> that's actually uh, mess or yeah, whatever. I think the people get it and we know <laughs> yeah. what we're talking about. Sure. <laughs> let's call it mess a joint okay mess. so like yeah <laughs> <laughs> all a big messy thing there <laughs> yeah so yeah um so what what you were basically saying is so we that we should focus more on our um on what what is common between our different religions yeah than the differences definitely hmm? definitely yeah it's kind of like we we read that uh book in 10th grade which we also like shortly touched upon before the podcast i think like from lessing yes. i i don't know how it's called in english i'm i'm just guesstimating it's called nathan, nathan, nathan the, the sage wise. or or the sage yeah <laughs> Gandalf the sage no yeah <laughs> something like that i actually found you the word shall by not the way. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> i actually found the word for for mass which is service yeah service yes, is, church, is service. or worship yeah worship yeah, is makes, i think worship is more sense. like uh pseudo-religious <laughs> where you're sacrificing yeah <laughs> at least it sounds more like that to me i think <laughs> <laughs> i think in protestant in the protestant church it's it's actually used more okay. than in the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. Worship. I don't know. That's just my... Worship. Navy. <laughs> Navy? Yeah. Wait, like, what? <laughs> no, that was a stupid joke here. Like, you know, thinking about the Navy and warships. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's so, like, creative. that's the bad joke of the day. <laughs> sure. Hope you all had fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice anything else you want to talk about before i think we can we end can with that very bad impression from my yeah. <laughs> jokes <laughs> yeah. that's great yeah, um okay let's let's wrap it up maybe a little summary of what we've been talking about i really like those summaries um, <laughs> yeah same it forces me to actually think about what I said. Yes. <laughs> which is And I think it's very helpful if you're like listening to that podcast and not making it yourself. <laughs> like yes. in the sense of, oh damn, here's what we heard <laughs> the past hour. What are the most important principles to take away? I think that would help me exactly. so much in other podcasts as well. Definitely. All right, go um, first. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So we've talked about uh, I think a big topic was today science versus religion and sort of that, you know, fan fanaticism on both sides isn't good. And 
one shouldn't be completely ignorant to the other side, um, especially calling out religious people. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's important to. Hey, he's believing to in God. That <laughs> what a jerk. I think it's important to see that science and religion can actually work together on certain problems, on certain aspects of life. Um, but, you know, if science has proven something again and again and has the facts and the logic on its side, maybe dear fanatic religious people consider <laughs> the, their ideas and consider their perspectives because there may actually be some truth to it. Yeah, there is no flat earth. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and other than that, I'd say, like, if you want to claim truth, then you should at least, you know, like your statement, should at least be based on um, solid argumentation and focus on some sort of uh, generality and coherence. And overall, I'd say like science is uh, kind of that pragmatistic thing that has proven itself over and over again the past few hundred years in the objective world in which what we can experience and uh, religion kind of maybe should more or less focus on the subjective part of life um where we can find meaning because the religious like uh, teaching <laughs> religious uh, knowledge that's a very like fought through over the past few 2000 years or so so you can get a lot of that from um yeah kind of learning about the toolbox it provides to figure out the meaning in your life and to think about the difficult questions in life where science doesn't have that much of an access point yet <laughs> <laughs> oh roast <laughs> sorry um yeah, and I think the last point would be that, and that's maybe some very general advice of some sort that we should focus more on what, what that's that is going to be so cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> what brings us together <laughs> and not what separates us. Mm. So, in other words, you know, even though there may be a ton of different religions and different belief systems and all that most of them share actually very similar values and a very similar perspective on what it means to live a good life and to be a good human being. And maybe we should focus more on what, again, what brings us together and not what separates us. <laughs> be progressive, guys. Be progressive, guys. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. So, guys, thanks for listening. I hope you come back next week. And until then, um, have a nice week, I guess. Bye-bye. Thank you.